All right. Christ is risen. All right, so what we're looking at today um, is in the hymnal, M44, uh, called Break Forth of Beauty's Heavenly Light. But what we're going to do is study, see where this hymn comes from. This is one stanza of this uh, larger hymn. Um, the, so you should have the, the kind of sheet, little sheet. Uh, that'll have the whole, whole hymn on it, front and back. Um, and this will be an insert in the order this morning. We're not going to sing all 12 stanzas. But, well, I was thinking about <coughs> not telling any, not telling people up, upstairs, you know, who don't come here. You know, like they don't know that we're not singing all of the stanzas until we get to the end. But I did print it in there. Um, but I wanted people to be able to see the whole, and that it is the whole, uh, the full hymn. I don't know. Well, for sure, for sure, this has never been published in any English hymnal like this. N not nearly. The, the most stanzas that I've seen in English in a hymnal uh, is in the ELS hymnal has four stanzas. Uh, they, they, they just don't. Um, and even in German, I, I, even in German hymnals, they don't even have all 12. Um, this hymnal, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, uh, this, this hymnal, which was used here somewhere. So Carl Hefner, um, it's me like Bruce's, Bruce and Mike's great, their grandfather. But so I, this hymnal has 10 stanzas. That's his, you know, so, and it was the first one in their Christmas section. So, um, so then the other sheet, the, the long sheet, has all the stanzas. I've got three columns, one with the German, just more for my reference. Um, and then a prose translation, meaning it's kind of a literal, just not trying to get it into poetry. So it gives you a sense of what's in the original. We'll kind of notice that. And then on the right is the, see, it should be the same translation as we had here. This was not easy to put together um, because it's never been translated. Um, so I, I contacted a guy who does a lot of translating, and he had collected different translations of the whole thing. And then he had done some for the ones that had never been translated. Um, so he had some of his own, and then we have the one that we have. So, uh, we'll call it Arise My Spirit, Bless the Day. Depending on the translation, will depend on what it's called. This is the one I ended up going with. Uh, it is by, let's talk about Johann Rist. By Johann Rist, uh, he lives about the same time as Paul Gerhardt. Uh, Paul Gerhardt, I think they're born the same year, 1606. Um, he dies 1667. I think Gerhard dies in 1676. So he gets 11 years on him. Um, he he's a pastor. Serves in this town called Vadel uh, for 30 something years. Uh, uh, but he's mainly known as a poet. I mean, that's before he was a pastor. He was his crown poet laureate, which is kind of like. It was when, when an emperor or king crowns you as kind of like chief, like an official poet for the, for the empire. Um, member of, of poet, poet societies, he, he created one, but then he was also uh, a member of another one. He's uh, a, a apparently very good violinist. Um, he wrote plays. Uh, he also wrote, there's this book, I'll show you the cover of it on the next page. Uh, this book called uh, The Noble Housefather. Uh, about like household management 
um, everything from farming to cooking. Um, there's pages and pages of beer recipes in that book, right? And, like, um, and how different ways to you know, prepare fish and all, all these things. Um, but he, he saw at the same time as Paul Gerhardt, so he suffered some of the same crosses, the, the trials, and he, his comment about the, where his hymns come, he says, the sweet cross has, has squeezed many hymns out of me. As he's pressed, that's what comes up. Um, and I think it's kind of, kind of beautiful, but it's, um, but through some difficult times, not as harsh, and you don't hear the st same stories as with Gerhardt or with um, uh, the other guy who's like them. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, who, you know, we have the accounts of things that they lost. I mean, we know that he had lost all of his, like, musical equipment, his musical instruments and his, like, scientific equipment. He was a kind of all-around nerdy guy. Um, knew lots of things, did a lot of things, and, and had a lot of different input in the, in the war um, when the towns were plundered, all of his possessions get destroyed. Um, the, the collections have 680 about hymns that we find um, published of his, uh, and this book, Hymnless Your Leader, Heavenly Songs, is what was the title of one of the collections, and then he had another one that was like, and other, other hymnless leader, um, multiple collections where he published these 680 hymns. Uh, and then, and, and keep, when, when many of these were written, they would just be these collections of like poems, of what we call hymns, but they weren't paired with music yet, that he would just publish the poem, poems. Um, and then composers, we'll show, talk about the composer here in a bit, they would find the poem and then write a tune for it. That's what happened in this case. Um, we have four hymns by wrist in our hymnal. Those are the other three. O Living Bread from Heaven. Uh, help us now, O Lord, we enter this at New Year's hymn. Um, so you can sing that at home, since we won't have church tonight or tomorrow morning. O Darkest Wall for Good Friday. Um, one interesting thing with, with wrist, so this Edict of Toleration that he signed, um, that was from the emperor, uh, or the, the elector, who decreed that they couldn't speak negatively about the reformed. He couldn't say that they were wrong. Um, you know, it was an edict of toleration, is the way that this gets put around. We're, we're now tolerating these people, meaning those preachers who are saying that they're wrong. You can't do that anymore because we're tolerating the reformed now. We, we can't say anything uh, negative about that. This is, that's the, the, the edict that Paul Gerhardt goes, loses his position because he refuses to sign it. Whereas Grist did, which is an interesting thing. Um, if he he thought that'd be okay, that he could, you know, he could go along with that, I just keep my mouth shut, keep my job. While Paul Gerhardt loses his job for the same the same thing. Um, you know, you experience that when some, there's something. Um, you have different pastors who dip, take a different stand on something, and they say, no, we can't do this. This would be compromising. And you might have another pastor say, no, that's all right. Um, there's a lot of circumstances and I, I'm not going to try to throw him under the bus as an evil man because he did sign it. Um, I wasn't there. On the other hand, it's interesting to see that, that, the, that they come to different conclusions on this. Was he thinking that maybe it would bring toleration for them too? For him? You know, like yeah, or, or like he figured he could figure out some way without signing it. He said, like, well, I'm still going to, you know, maybe he kind of thought, I can still get my word in, but
but if I get kicked out of my pulpit, I can't get any word in. And so he's like, well, at least I, at least I get to stay as a pastor. You know, and say, well, do I want a job or not? <laughs> and, and by signing it, you know, by agreeing that he's not going to say anything like this, yeah, then he gets to keep on preaching. But, in a sense, it wasn't toleration because it wasn't tolerant of those who believe that this other teaching is wrong and, and believe that it is part of their duty as pastors to warn their people against error. In addition to preaching the truth, also to warn the flock uh, against the wolves. And, yeah, so. so they could still say what they wanted to necessarily, just not criticize the other. Um, I don't know how particular that, well, how much they could say, I don't know, because, you know, whether they were, like, getting listened to. The, the edict, they had to sign some statement saying that they wouldn't. So, that's a little bit unclear, and I don't know all the details. Because it would be a difference, right? If you signed it, I can't criticize you for something, but I can still voice what I believe would be two different things. Potentially, uh, in some like, but where part of what I believe is contrary, and and there as the pastor, if if I see part of my duty is to is not just to is to warn against what is false. You know how often you do that, how you do that. There's all these kind of things that you know someone can do that without like, yeah, being critical of that meaning. Am I throwing it in my, you know? saying that they're all going to hell, <laughs> all their, those preachers are of the devil or something like that. I've, that's one thing. And you could certainly you know, do without that and still call it out when necessary or something like that. But yeah, where, where this comes up is kind of on the front end. It wasn't just, you might get in trouble if you say something. You know, like they make the law and then you might get in trouble if someone turns you in, which has happened. Um, in other times, but this was kind of proactive for them to make the clergy sign this thing saying that they wouldn't. And to, to some of them, they said that would be a denial of what I've been called to do. To, to say that I'm not going to preach certain things. Um, so, um, this, is, this is from that, that book, the, the Noble House Father, and it's, um, he just translated it in this case. Translated it, it was a an Italian work um, on yeah on household management, household tongue. And in the introduction, I, I, it's in German, so I can't just sit there and read it quickly. I could pick out parts of the introduction. He's like, why? You might ask, like, why am I writing or am I doing putting something before that? I don't know anything about this stuff. Um, but I think he goes and he explains the the importance of of uh, maintaining a godly household. Um, it's interesting when he signs this introduction, he gets the, you know, his name is Rist, R-I-S-T. But at the end of the introduction, he signs it, um, I will ever yours, um, der Rüstige. So it kind of sounds like Rist, um, but it's spelled differently. It's R-U-Umlaut. Uh, he signs it der Rüstige, which is like the vigorous one. <laughs> It's kind of a play. I don't know if that was his own name or that was a nickname other people gave him. Um, uh, kind of nice one. Uh, there's a, so in that town where he served as pastor, uh, there's a, a today modern uh, a gymnasium, which is a, like a high school named after him, you know, Grist Gymnasium. 
uh, the tune. So the tune that we, you see in the hymnal, it is the same tune, it's called the same, called it after the, the name of the text, um, was composed by Johann Schupp. So again, he's a composer, uh, living about the same time, he dies in the same year as Rist, and uh, he finds the collection of poems, he writes the tune for it, so the tune that we have was written specifically for this, for this text. Um, but what you see in the hymnal isn't exactly the tune as he wrote it. What we see in the hymnal is the Bach harmonization, which Bach wrote uh, for a cantata. So Bach took hymns that people sang, and then he composed uh, a setting of it, and, and he's very kind of consistent in the, the typical Bach harmonization. Uh, the choir sang this, um, I don't know when that was, which year that was. It, but um, I'll, I'll play you the, the part of the cantata. The cantata, the uh, Christmas Oratory, it's called the Christmas Oratory, which is really a series of cantatas based on different services that they had in, in the, it was 1734 when the, the cantatas that make up what we know as the Christmas Oratory. Um, so there's one for Christmas Day, and then there's one for a second Christmas Day, and there's one for a third Christmas Day, and, they, and they're called Oratorio, which is a little bit uh, versus a regular cantata because it does kind of like what we do for a children's Christmas service where they recite the Christmas story. They would recite, they would have recitatives, recitation parts. It was all sung, but they would recite the parts of Luke 2 interspersed with all these other pieces of music and arias and um, chorales and things like that. And so it was kind of like a... Um, almost like a play, and have costumes or acting it out. It was just with music, uh, and so this one comes. This stanza nine, Bach used the, the very, the, and that's the, as far as I can tell, the reason that this one stanza with this harmonization is in almost every English hymn. Many of them just this stanza because Bach used this stanza <laughs> on December 26, 1734, um, in a beautiful setting. And it comes in the second, so second Christmas Day. Uh, it's the third part. The first part is just this orchestral sym symphony part. And then the, then the next part comes this recitative, which is the, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night also. Um, uh, and lo, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And then comes, great forth. Oh, I'll play that in a little bit. Um, I'm going to come back to Leibniz. So let's listen to the Bach harmonization from the, the, from the oratorio. So right after, and they were terrified. So. Should be able to, you can either see in the hymnal, if it follows the, the same music.
and then would it would pick up with the next section, right? And the next piece of music, probably an aria after this one. Um, so when you look at the hymnal page and you see all the notes, so this uh, this is one that has a lot of black on the page. You see all these. It would be passing notes. You know, um, these are choral parts. These were written to be to be sung in this setting. That's where that comes from. Um, so when you see in the bottom line, like under break forth, O beauteous heaven light, um, and especially the bass, the, the bass line is going all over the place. Ta 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 ta. And then, and then sometimes it just goes up one note at a time, uh, uh, especially under Usher in the morning. Da, 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 da. And then it jumps back up and it's all over the place, right? Um, that's what this is. But the main melody is still in there. And um, at, at this, this next guy that we're going to talk about, this Lyrets guy, in the 1800s, he goes and he finds out and he looks back and sees that the original melody was actually kind of more interesting. So the original melody is in here when we're singing it, it's, it's, but it's all, it's very straight, and it's kind, of, it's kind of slow. Bach makes the interesting part in all the other parts. Um, the original melodies were kind of interesting on their own. Um, they had their own rhythm. Um, so in here, in the hymnal, the melody just goes, Break forth, O beauteous heavenly light, da, 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 da. See that? So it's just kind of, uh, it's kind of very straight. And it's the same thing that was done with chor the chorals like uh, A Mighty Fortress. A mighty fortress is our God. And, but what Bach would do was take that straight melody and, and make it put a bunch of other notes in between all the other notes as you're going. And then so it'd be, and then there'd be, the other parts would all be moving here and there, right? But the, the, the beat was the same. And that had happened between the time when the hymn was written and Bach's day. By Bach's day, they kind of, kind of straightened it out. And... Um, and, but, but, you know, the, the original melody of A Mighty Fortress was You see how that's not, it's, it's kind of going it's, kind of, it's got this little syncopation going on. That's the way that they wrote the students. And this uh, hymn was the same. So, um, well, before we do, I'll, I'll let you see this. So then there's another, yeah, I don't want to spend the time on this one. Um, this is seven singing it in English. Uh, you have to do it nice and they do it nice and so this is a congregation singing it um, with the same like it of the hymn. You could follow along, but I think we're gonna I'm gonna skip that and go uh, talk about this Lyrets guy. So he so the the Richard Melly, which you have um, here, this guy, he he. he studies this, and he publishes books with the original, what they call rhythmic melodies. Isorhythmic is the term for when they kind of straighten it out. Iso is like equals, uh, same, so it, it keeps it the same. Uh, so you turn, bum, 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 to bum, 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 and then you'd slow it down, bum, 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 and then Bach comes along and says, that's boring, let's make this fine. And then it's got notes going all over the place, it, and, but then keeps that, that steady beat. Um, 
and, and, and Leibniz publishes. Uh, and he's in Germany, but his works are published in the United States and are very influential on Lutherans in America. So like this book, for example, uh, I found this here up in the cap cupboard up here a couple years ago. This is an organ book that was here. It's got a list in it of all the organists here at St. John's since 1914, up until whenever they stopped writing them in there. Um, I don't know who wrote them in, but uh, it ends with Roger Hintz. But I see Dorothy Tim, Rose and Just. Anyway, um, going all the way back to uh, Miss Scheidel. Anyway, um, my guess is that this is the book that the organist would play out of when they were using a hymnal like this that has no music in it. They, the organist doesn't have a version with the music and the words. They just have the music, and the congregation just has the words. Um, and so in this uh, volume, which on the title page of this is Leibniz. Um, even though like, it's published by Concordia Publishing House in St. Louis here, but he's in Germany um, and, and doing this work. And here at Wood Lake, we're singing out of here. And if we turn to the first hymn in the, hymn, in the Christmas section, because we're going to, of course, sing all the hymns in the Christmas section, we're going to start with this one. I'm going to skip over this one. And then it's going to go there. Um, this is the page that has this tune in it. Um, and it actually has two versions of it. And this is kind of common. He puts, so you see his names up here. Um, this says original way, and then this says new way. Um, so, and the one that you have on the sheet that we're going to sing is this new way, which is still the old way. Um, but, but, so compare. Break forth, O beauteous heavenly light, which is beautiful. And I don't want to diminish that at all, um, the, the Bach harmonization. But, um, Arise, my spirit, bless the day. You have to sing it faster in order to kind of. That whereon the great creator, a child became thy homage, pay, adore, adore the mediator. This is the night on which he came. Do you see how it kind of bounces back forth? You got to pay a little bit of attention, especially to, uh, I'm still trying to, trying to get it. It doesn't, because I'm used to this. Um, was born and put on human frame, a sinner's to deliver from sin and death forever. Bum, bum. So it's the same melody, but so this is closer to kind of what what Shop wrote and. Uh, that's, it, it's. new but old, um, and I don't know, maybe it's not worth doing it, maybe, you know, Box is this masterpiece that we can never, we, and we shouldn't deviate from it, it's, it is gorgeous and I'd love to sing it, but it uh, has, um, uh, it's meant for singing, voice, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not like exactly written for organ, <laughs> it, these, are, these are vocal parts, um, I suppose we should just sing it a cappella, if we're, but <laughs> Paul's like, yeah, right. Um, but let's let's spend time with the, the text of, of the hymn. So 
like I said, you've got the three, uh, three columns uh, that can sometimes be helpful because there's some things. So, I, this, going through this is eye-opening and I kind of knew it, but it's very hard to translate hymns um, to, to get everything over from the original. You kind of have to rewrite the poetry and sometimes you have to make up stuff that isn't in the original and drop you. Like this, it can be a gem in the original, but if you can't get it into good English poetry, you have to leave it. <laughs> and that's hard to do. Um, so, uh, Arise, my spirit, bless the day whereon the great creator a child became, thy homage paid, adore the mediator. This is the night in which he came, was born and put on human frame, us sinners to deliver from sin and death forever. Um, one thing that had to get dropped, um, so the, the beginning, the first line is, you know, take courage, my, my weak spirit. Um, it's this, it's an encouragement to poor, weak sinners. And we just kind of had to lose, had to drop that. I, there was one version of it that kind of had that better, but it wasn't as good of poetry. Um, it's in our weakness, then we're going to look at the weakness, this word schwacher, weak, um, gets used later on to refer to the Christ child. I'm there too. Um, but in its, in its directed towards, um, let me rise my spirit. That is, it's, we're singing to ourselves first. This hymn is like a lot of hymns. You watch who it's directed to, who it's singing to, and it changes throughout the hymn. Here, first, we're singing, uh, Arise, my spirit. Um, get up, this is the night. There's another thing that doesn't get translated, and it's in the last line, faithfully as his bride. Um, he's um, taking the world to celebrate as, as his bride. And that actually comes up like four times in the hymn. The bride and bridegroom. Uh, language, but in this stanza we had to take it out of the, the couldn't couldn't fit it in. Uh, G O Jesus, welcome, gracious name, all hail, blessed King of glory. O Jesus, welcome, holy Lamb. With praise I will adore Thee. To Thee my praise I will prolong. To Thee my ever thankful song. Who hast our nature taken, else of all hope forsaken? Um, the beginning, uh, again in English, we had to drop out the bridegroom. Do you see that in the middle column? Um, welcome, O sweet bridegroom. And they couldn't fit it in. Um, and we say, Oh, Jesus, welcome, gracious name. Um, so, still directed to Jesus. Well, now, now, so the first one, arise my spirit. And now um, we're going to address Jesus himself. Okay, verse 3. O mighty God, how could it be that thou, thy realm forsaking, wouldst stoop to earthly misery beneath our hatred aching? How couldst thou shed thy boundless might, thy rule, thy splendor of delight, the glories which thou ownest for us, thy foes who hate thee? That doesn't really rhyme. See, this is tricky. I, I didn't put the transition together. Um, but... Um, it's, it's not as good as in German. Um, but it gets us, gets that idea. Um, so now addressing God, but, uh, but just marveling at, at that God would stoop down. I mean, that's, that's really a big part of our Christmas, isn't it? It's just, it's just marveling that our, our, the, the mighty God would do such a preposterous thing. 
you know, we, we look at it that way, like, like this is this is nuts. <laughs> like, what in the world? What, what? Why would you do that? <laughs> For us, you didn't have to do that. Um, and then, and, and not just you know, like, oh, it'd be one thing to come and save us if we all loved him. <laughs> you know, of course, if, if we all loved him, we wouldn't need to save us, <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, coming down to people who really want you. you know, um, coming down underneath our, beneath our, our hate and envy. We who were your enemies, he comes down. I mean, this is like what, uh, you know, sometimes someone might die for a friend. But for an enemy? Yeah, not me. All right, four. Ah, Jesus, thy unworthy bride deserveth to be loathed. So we had already had that bridegroom bride language. Um, he's the bride. He's going to come and take us as his bride. The world is his bride. And welcome bridegroom. And then, um, then in four, he says, Ah, Jesus, thy unworthy bride deserveth to be, to be loathed. Uh, yet thou hast her to thyself upon the cross betrothed. She's nothing else but infamy. Curse, darkness, death, and misery. Yet for her, O love's rapture, thou layest down thyself. Why does he do it? I mean, he's going to come and take a bride. It'd be one thing if she was pretty. <laughs> you know? But she's not. She's, she deserves it to be loathed. Um, and and it's a beautiful picture. He's betrothed her, him to herself upon the cross. Um, what is, you know, I always, I always love that, and it's not, it's not explicit in the scriptures, to, to like in the, in the passage that what's happening there, but what is, what is happening when the, when the blood and the water flow out of Jesus' side? Um, it, it, it indicates that Jesus' death, that's on the surface of it, but you remember when the first Adam got a bride? Where did God get his bride from? From his side. While he slept. And there's Jesus on the cross. And open God, uh, the, the, the soldiers, to open, but his side is opened up and what comes out? Blood and water. What is he, what's he getting by blood and water? He's getting himself a bride. I, by water in the word. Uh, by his blood, uh, the, upon the cross, betrothed, betrothed. We have to do that in English. We don't normally put the ed as a second syllable, but poetically, in order to make things rhyme, we German has an easier way with that <coughs> because of endings. All right, five. Ruler and king of all by might, O Prince of Peace, restorer, wise counselor, great man of might, strong champion, hell's scourer. How was it possible that thou to such a piteous depth shouldst bow, as if thou wert in station, a beggar in creation? <clears throat> so again, you, you, prince by right, he's, he is everything, and then, oh, prince of peace restorer. I, um, this, this version split those up, but in, in, the, in the hymnal version here, that second line in German, du Friedenswiederbringer, it's all one word. The, that, that line, you, you, um, 
oh, Prince of Peace Restorer, or you who bring peace again. It's, it's like, it's a title, you know, du Friedensbieterbringer. Um, I guess if I'd awkwardly translate that, I'd be like, you peace bringer backer. It's, it's all one word. Um, you restorer of peace. Right? We, have to, we have to take like a whole line to say one, one title that they can do in German. Um, Why is the, just these, these terms, these strong terms, the help, the hero. And he's the, the, the scourer of hell. Goes and cleans him off. Uh, the champion. How is it possible that you, king, ruler, hero, mighty God, you could stoop down so low, down to be like, what? A beggar. Oh, wonderful six. Oh, wondrous work. Oh, wondrous night. All else so far excelling. The Savior now, unveiled to sight on earth as his dwelling. That man to whom alone is given power o'er the lights, the clouds of heaven, the trembling heavens adore him, the mountains shake before him. So again, again describing the, the Savior in his, you know, in his might, he has all of this power. Um, that even the baby in the manger is still that man who has, is, you know, it's like we sing, um, in, he who the sea and wind obey comes down to serve the sinner in great meekness. You know, we just like it's useful for us to remember that when we're looking at the Christ in the in the in the manger, it says, Ah, you're the guy who speaks to the wind and the waves. I know you. Um, I, to, to me that brings me great comfort. Great comfort. In meekness to say, is this is what my faith says, right? I look at the baby, the weakness, and it says, but you're the one who rises from the dead. You're the conqueror. You're the scourer of hell, you little baby. Because, again, I look, I look back around me, and I see a lot of weakness, too. And Christ has been attached to me, and so in my weakness, I say, my faith says, well, that's hell going down. <laughs> And even in that, you know, that's why St. Paul says, I will, I will boast all the more in my weakness. Because I, you know, I am weak, but he is strong. Then, then he starts turning to these elements of creation and now addressing them. Uh, so in Saints of Seven, O pallid moon, make haste to shine, the shades of earth dispelling. On yonder in thy rays inclined tis time that God be nursing. Um, maybe this very, very, um, you know, call on the moon. Give, give them some light because something important is happening here. Guess what? God's breastfeeding. It's a suckling little babe. The, but and, and but not it doesn't, even in the, yeah, in the in the Germans. Gott soll gesäugt God must be suckled. Wait a second, <laughs> right? Uh, he he needs to nurse. That's who this is. Ye you lucid stars, be still and do as your as God your Maker wills of you, who frail and cradle wanting lies in the straw for bundle. 
say that this that this one who needs, you know, <coughs> um, who needs so much, is the Creator Himself. <laughs> I mean, so so it's, it's just that you remind the stars that this is the one you should be listening to, or this is the one you are listening to. This is the one who keeps your your you know the elements in their orbit and 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 so on. Um, do, do what he says. Um, it's no wonder that the star shines at his birth. The elements of creation are under his control. They are at his command. Within uh, that, that uh, verse has that word shvat, which we have in the first verse too. Okay. Number eight. Some of my favorites. You dumb cattle. Why do you? He dresses the cows. Um, do you, Thomas, dumb, uh, you senseless beast, why lowest thou beside the Lord's dear mother? Here in the hay doth slumber now, Emmanuel, our brother. It says to tell the cows to be quiet. He's sleeping. Yeah. He's sleeping. Our Emmanuel, who, but who's sleeping? Emmanuel, our brother. The word brother comes up a number of times in the in the hymn. Stanza 10 has it, stanza 12 has it. In, in this case, it's actually not in the German, but our English gave it to us. Uh, Emmanuel has here his rest on the hard fodder. Here lieth he, the Lord divine, possessing neither bread nor wine. Scarce warmth this life will bring him. Frost, want, and hunger sting him. So all of the things that he... Not, <clears throat> does without it. I mean, he gets some water. Uh, all the things that he does without now, um, which again comes to us and says, we, we identify with him too when we are in want. We, not so much this winter, but we know the cold and we know the snow. Um, and and we, uh, we don't know particulars of the weather patterns in, in Bethlehem and, and this thing exactly. You know, like, is, it, is it even winter time? Is it that cold there? But, um, but still, we know what that is. And if he's in want, there's only one reason why he is. That's for us. The only reason that he suffers anything, that he would suffer anything, is that he would be there to, to be there for us. He doesn't have to, he didn't have to do any of that, you know, to suffer anything. I don't know why you mean. I suppose bread nor wine. Like why you'd say he lies there, he has neither bread nor wine. Why would you give either bread or a wine to a baby? But, um, and again, so like, so if you know, it, it's about it's about us too. Um, in our lack, in our time of need, he is there in our place. Okay, then comes stanza nine. This is the one that Bach used, and it is a good one. It is a you know beautiful one. Uh, Break forth, O beauteous heavenly light, and usher in the morning. O shepherds, shrink not with affright, but hear the angels' warning. This child, now weak in infancy, 
our confidence and joy shall be, the power of Satan breaking, our peace eternal making. This stanza was translated by a guy named Troutbeck, I think he's an Englishman. Um, I don't know that he translated any of the other ones, he just did this one, and that's, that's the translation all across the board that every hymnal has. Um, so I have him to thank for that. But first, addressing the heavenly light. And so the way Bach used it, you know, that right after the describing the angels uh, appearing to the shepherds, and then comes, Break forth, O beauteous heavenly light. Um, and, you know, when, when, they, when, they, when the heavens open and light pours down. Uh, and then the shepherds, uh, the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. Then it says, then the shepherds, don't be afraid. Here the angels, um, the, the German doesn't say warning. It just says, hear what the angels say. But um, hear, hear the angels, uh, what do they say to you? That this weak little boy should be our comfort and our joy. To subdue Satan and to bring uh, bring all back again. He's the restorer. So yeah, that Wiederbringen, where we had peace, Wiederbringer, Friedens Wiederbringer, and now we call upon him to bring it back, to bring back what has been restored. And there's everything. What what will Jesus bring back? Everything. Um, and that's that's an oh. for us in time of loss. You know, especially when you lose someone, you we, we say lose, um, and we lose the sight of them when when, they, when our loved ones die and we bury them. Right? He's the, he's the theater breaker. He will bring them back to us. Is there anything that you could lose that he cannot restore? You? So here's the thing, Christians. You can't lose. <laughs> that, 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 that can have the effect, should have the effect of loosening our grip on all this stuff. Because then you could give it up here. No one that you'll get it back. Okay? If you don't think you'll get it back again, hold on tight. <laughs> this is all you got. Right? Whether that's, whether that's your money, your possessions, your people, or your health, your life. If you don't think you're going to get back again, hold on tight. Clutch it. Stress over it. Worry about it. But if you'll get it back again, if he is the beater breaker, you know, it's not going to be easy. I mean, you know, well, not like it. Most cases, it's not like you have any option. You know, the, your loved ones are going to die. Your life is going to go away. Your your health is going to fail. Your money is probably going to become nothing. Um, so, so it's it's not so much a matter of if you're going to lose it. It's just whether or not you're going to like rip out your fingernails whole trying to hold on to it. I mean, you watch people die. Well, if you get to watch people die or not, but when you see people die. Who's clinging for this life for all it's worth? Because this is the big thing. It's all they have. They die differently. And you say, "I just trust Jesus to give it back." Again. 
and my dear loved ones, God will restore you too. Oh. That's a, it is a beautiful um, the, 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 that the shepherds believe this and then they go and, and they find the child. Um, this child with this weak little child. Sansa 10. I like this. This is the other one that we're going to sing. We're going to sing the first in church. We're going to sing the first one, the last one, and then we're going to sing 9 and, here, and 10. This is the other one that we're going to sing. Uh, how do you pick? I don't know how. I like... I, I don't know. We had to do it. Like, couldn't, I, I, oh, lovely child, oh, boy of cheer. Oh, grace beyond all measure, my brother. Thee I hold more dear than any earthly treasure. Come, fairest, come with haste to me. Let my, and let my heart thy manger be. Come, come, I will prepare thee. Right soon a room to bear thee. Um, oh, Liebeskind. This has a lot of language that's very similar in Bach. uses that, 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 that term schönster. Um, it's translated fairest. Schönster. Uh, most beautiful one. Um, Bach uses that in his cantatas. Later on in that, that second day of cantata, he is in these arias, gorgeous singing to um, um, my brother is more dear to me than all treasure upon earth. Um, that's, that, that's where we want to be is to find in my Jesus the greatest, the greatest treasure that there is. Um, I think that's, to, for us to sing that, it's kind of like singing to me, it's kind of like singing, Lord, be I love with all my heart. I, I intend that, that's where I, but I, I think that's a, the, the level of devotion, I mean, all my heart, really, that's kind of, that's kind of saying a lot. <laughs> you know, uh, the Chad Burke has a poem that, that is a, pick up on that and says, Lord, be I love with half my heart. The world was claimed the other part. Uh, as in my sinful flesh, I never, I, I, I don't. If I could do that, that's the whole of the law, right? To love the Lord your God with all your heart. And for me, but we sing it anyway, right? And we don't, we're not purposefully, like, lying. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm singing all my heart, but I mean half. Um, I, I, I do mean it. That's my new man, right? That's the, 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 the Christian singing that. It says, I do. That's the new life that God has given me in through faith in Christ that desires to do that. But at the same time, I know that my heart is divided because of my sinful flesh. And same thing here. Just, I hold thee more dear than any earthly treasure. And so it's, I, we sing it honestly, but, but do we? And I think that what we want to do then is to make it our, make it our goal, make it our. This this is where I want to be, in in my in my daily exercise that I'm going to hold Jesus more dear than any earthly treasure. Um, that let my heart be your manger. Um, that's kind of like the Luther's hymn, uh, My dearest Jesus, holy child, prepare a bed with my heart made clean and new. Quiet chamber kept for you. I mean, it's a lovely thought that I would have let Jesus be, let my let him him rest in in my heart. It's it's beautiful. 
Um, again, it's I, I, this is this is the the new man singing. Come, um, I'll, I'll make I'll make a place ready for you. Uh, not eleven. My bridegroom dear, again, here comes the bridegroom, the bridegroom of my heart. My bridegroom dear, my joy divine, my hope, my life here giving, here living, my noble branch of Jacob's line, what can I think of giving? Oh, take my body, spirit, soul, and all, all, that, is man, all that is man, my being whole. To thee I will deliver a faithful pledge forever. And here I think this is well placed, right? This now responds. That I've, I've, I've seen the baby, I have, I, I don't know who he is, um, it's my treasure, and now what? It asks, okay, now, now what, now, now how, how do I live? Um, in joy, in hope, uh, joy and, and life, my, uh, what can I think of giving? What can I give you? That's not the place where we start with our relationship with Jesus, right? We, we do not live under the law and what we will do for him. First, we realize what he has given to us, who he is, and, and, and then, but it's so natural for the Christian, again, it's well placed at the, at the end of the hymn, to say, okay, but what, what can I give you? Not that I'm hurting anything, not that I'm ever going to be able to pay you back, but no, but really, what can I give you? Um, because I, I mean, what, what, what can I give? Is it my, my body, soul, spirit? Take all what is man and what isn't called man. What, what, anything that is me. Take it. I'm yours. Um, which, which, if you know that, that bridegroom theme throughout this whole hymn, Meditate on that sometimes and what that means and what the way that you give yourself to your spouse. Think about just you, you chew on that. Uh, and the way that we give ourselves to, to our, our spouse in the same way that we get when we are so overwhelmed with this delight that he has come down to be with me. And we say, well, what can I do for you? And we live for the other. It's no, there's no back, no, no tit for tat. No, like, payment for it, no, uh, just simply purely wanting to serve and love this one who loved me. Um, that's, that's this joy, this mystery that, that, that Paul talks about, the mystery of, 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 the, of man and his bride, Christ and his church, his, his bridegroom. It's a mystery for us to, to meditate on and to... All that is man, my being whole to thee, I will deliver a faithful pledge. Uh, faithfulness is what I pledge. Well, that's what we do in marriage too, right? And so Christ comes to us. We pledge our faithfulness to him. Yeah, so at the, the first verse of this, um, it, it uses that same word with faithfulness. He comes to celebrate as his bride. And then 11, again, uh, to you with faith, faithfully to remain. Uh, 12, all, not kind of a doxology at the end. All blessing, thanks, and praise to thee, Lord Jesus Christ, be given. Our brother, 
thou hast deigned to be. Our foes in sunder riven. O grant us through our day of grace, with constant praise to seek thy face. Grant us ere long in glory, with praises to adore thee. Observations that you have before I, we should sing something to kind of finish out. Uh, I don't know which stanzas we'll go to, but uh, <coughs> your observations. So, you know, it brings up this question, okay, when you have a hymn like this that got kind of thrown into the vault or it just, you know, didn't get translated into, into English, um, it's not that every stanza is golden. It's, you know, like it would be hard to do. I did see in the, uh, the new hymnal, New Wells hymnal, um, they don't have it in there. No, they took the, the, the whole thing's gone now. But they did, I, I saw some committee discussion that said that they, they, were, they were talking about it. The hymn, hymn section of the committee was, was talking about maybe we could incorporate a couple more stanzas or something like that, but then it must have gotten mixed uh, at some point along the way. But um, you know what do you do? Option one is to all learn German, which seems like the best option, but the hardest. <laughs> Second option, short of that, would be, well, what, what can we do? We, we just, you know, leave it as it is and just have, we got this one treasure from Bach and be grateful for that. We could try to, you know, put them in front of it. What I would like, what I think would be useful is for people to have the option to have something like this, to have the text in front of us, even if we can't put it in the hymnal or we can't, um, you Maybe sing a regular, but someone could, you could, I hope, could read through this, um, if, if not sing it, and be benefited by it. Use it for meditation, use it as devotional material, use it as prayer, um, meditate on it, even if it's, you know, and to get, to have someone that polished up translation, this is a very composite translation, it's a, it's a mixed bag. Some of it was from Matthew Carver, some of it's from an old English translation, some of it, um, I'm monkeying with a couple of things along the way just to get it in here, but um, we, could, we could see it at least. Um, I suppose the way that they became popular, the way that 200 years, not 200 years, but at least 100 years after it was written, uh, Bob figured he could use it in his cantata, people would know it. The way that it became known was not in church. They didn't sing hymns like this in church. When Rist was read, when Rist wrote his hymns, they, they, they weren't written for use in church. They didn't do that. Um, his use of his hymns in church services came only after he was dead. Probably even after Bach's time. Um, they sang them at home. That's how they became, people became accustomed to that. So I wonder if that's maybe the way that they get restored. Well, we should, we should, um, what do we want to do? <coughs> we're going to sing, like I said, we're going to sing 1, 10, 11, no, 9, 10, and 12 in church. Why don't we just sing ones that are on the front page, just to get us, um, I just, I, unless someone wants to volunteer to try to play the, 
um, someone. <laughs> but you don't have to, I can just play the melody, if Kim wants to. Um, I'll just play the melody of the hymn, unless someone wants to knock me off the bench. You do it? How about we just do one and four to close, because we're kind of... You want just the melodies? Well, if you can play four, more. you want the rest. You were just... I can play the melody. I think I could do... One and four. <laughs> 